Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things like, what twin are you? Hey guys, hey guys, what twin are you? What's your twin? What's your twin? Like, um, I am the, uh, I'm the Danny DeVito twin. You're the- <laughs> We're podcasters, Kai. All of us are Danny DeVito. Seriously. (laughs) That is a wild thing to say. What do you what do you mean by that? What what I'm trying to parse what the fuck that means. Listen, I'm not a twins like expert, but from what I gathered from that film, Arnold Schwarzenegger is is basically Captain America. He's the pinnacle of human evolution. Yeah, and so we're if we have the choice between Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, those are your two options. Which one are you? I just, that was the most wild sentence that I've ever heard. I did need some clarification, but it does track. Holy shit. Uh, I'm glad that, I'm glad that Danny, Danny DeVito continues to be a part of the, uh, like extends oh, yeah. his place in the Crit Chat canon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we, we can't and won't like, let Danny DeVito go. No, definitely. I not. just saw him on Twitter. Actually, he endorsed Bernie Sanders, which I think Aww, is kind of cool. That's good. Oh, oh, that's why I was sexually yeah. attracted to him as a goat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just leaned into it, and I wish I didn't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we have with us this week Alfred Clark. Hello. We also have with us Caillou. Hello there. And as you may have heard, we have a new face around these parts, Jeff Richardson. Hey there. <laughs> dang. Oh, dang. That 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 sounded exactly like the voice we just heard. And we will continue to hear throughout this entire podcast. Sorry, I am a man of a thousand voices. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I thought that you'd just make a bold character choice. <laughs> you have me as your host, Ismay Hutton. Uh, so this week we are talking about morality or more like you know like how to effectively use like moral dilemmas in D to enhance the whole experience uh so yeah. how to get more ality in your games okay alfred yeah bold, bold way to say you don't want to be on the podcast anymore <laughs> <laughs> just bold. i'm just glad somebody's doing the heavy lifting pun wise <laughs> But yeah, so, Jeff, because you are new around these parts and we're not nice people, we like to throw our newbies into the fire first. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you've, like, done this whole, like, interjecting morality into your D&D sessions in the past? Absolutely. So, uh, for me, it's important to split it up, um... Because uh, some players, you know, immediately, like either the character they create or just the kind of person they are, that they're going to be your your lawful good type, moral type mm. hero. You know, most I think most D and D players you meet, or at least I did, were played a good person or whatever. So it's kind of easier to to prepare for them. But lately, I've been getting so many players playing villains or like reluctant heroes or anti hero, like yeah. so it becomes a little trickier to. I don't know if you've ever had a, a messed up relationship, but like early on you get these hints and one of them is that like they don't, you can't pin them down and like, I don't know, morality doesn't seem that important to them. <laughs> and so it's hard to communicate the laws and consequences and all that stuff if they don't care. So I've been having a hard time like kind of working my way around yeah like the players themselves love all this stuff oh, but yeah. but if a character is a sociopath it's kind of <laughs> tricky to uh 
because I don't want to. I don't want to like glorify that or idolize oh, yeah. it. Like I don't know if Kai was there, but one time Lindsay Lugner just tried to kill a guy for no good reason, <laughs> and we were all like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, um, I guess." <laughs> That's what so we So anyway, all that is to say that all that is to say that I'm of two minds about it. One is that it's pretty easy. I just like put an innocent in danger or like you know, one character wants to burn down a house and the other wants to save it, you know, like yeah. but yeah, the villain stuff is a I feel like is a whole different conversation. Yeah. I feel like you are trying to subtly trying to tell me something as I am one of your <laughs> villainous players. In your game. I am publicly dragging you on someone else's podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Crit Chat. It's all about Duncan on phone. <laughs> a lot of the time it ends up being Kai because he tries to be a voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, that's not I, how I, we do it. I, I still object to that. Yeah, then stop being a voice of reason, I guess. <laughs> you know the rules of Crit Chat. <laughs> Often the villain is the most reasonable in any given uh, movie or whatever. Oh, you know, yeah. like like if you take out morality, reason is pretty. You know, it's easy to work out a lot of times, especially if you have absolute power. Well, and Kai's mm-hmm. character Gilliam has quite a lot of it. Yeah, not enough though. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> So, Alfred, how about you? How have you been doing this whole interjecting morality into your games? Should have prepared for this. I don't know. The <laughs> I, I, Possibly. but uh, I mostly just have goblins attack and see I what happens. Luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, like, I think the main, like, my main feeling on the whole, on the, like, on, on the topic is that making things complicated through the situation um like there are lots of like um abstract philosophical situations right that people come up with the i think abstraction makes things usually less interesting like okay. uh, all, while they're set while, while a lot of these problems are set up to be like um these like ph- philosophical talking points like questions like should you kill this person to save two other people yeah kind of like felt like trolley problem kind of kind of bullshit yeah and then it's very easy in the abstract to like I think it, people um, end up feeling quite trivially about them. Like they yeah. they become trivial problems because people in the abstract you can just say, "Well, this is the correct answer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But in D and D, I think you have a lot of opportunity to contextualize these uh, moral problems with um, characters that people care about. Yeah, um, characters that you don't that players don't know how they will behave in response to their choice. Yes. Um, can we can we stat the trolley car? Can we stat the trolley. <laughs> Look, stats. Predict. Uh, I don't know. Strength. <laughs> I feel like it's all strength. I don't know. I don't. It, are we? Are we in this problem thinking that the trolley is uh, has like a mind and a sentience of its own? Oh, if we're being serious about this, um, and I didn't oh, realize God, we were, no, wait, no. Um, but apparently we are. <laughs> you probably just use like the vehicle sort of stats from like uh, Ghost of Salt Marsh or Descent into Avernus. Power intelligence. And so they all have is, like is they it? all have zero for their mental stats because they uh, are. Well, then I don't. I don't like this anymore. What? That's rude. <laughs> okay, sentient trolley. We can base yeah. it on. On, um, we can base it on like a rhino, probably about the same weight. See, this is more like it. Base it on okay, rhino. Speed. I can tell you it's not. In, in in Melbourne, there was this advertisement campaign for tram safety, and it said, and it was like, uh, it had this picture of a rhino on a skateboard, and that's like, if you got hit by the rhino on the skateboard, uh, that'd be a bad time, wouldn't it? So, like, don't get hit by a tram. But at the same time, it was also saying what? a tram. Weighs as much as 30, 30 rhinos, 
which of course like doesn't match the image because oh. there's only okay, one so rhino. Okay, so we get still, the stats of thirty rhinos. Exactly. Mush them together. Then we got tram stats. There you go. That Done. being said, the trolley car that we all see in the in the situation, while is functionally very similar to a tram, is about only half the length. Trams in Melbourne are back, quite large. Back to so one rhino. Maybe. I guess. Well, I was going to say more like fifteen rhinos. You fifteen know? rhinos. I, yeah, I was. I was worried about your math on that, Isme. <laughs> Hey, I was an art student, so I'll probably step off his nuts. Okay, for but a now second. I want a, now I want a platform of rhinos with rhinos on top holding a oh, giant like bulldozer head. Yeah, uh, yep. And they all run into three people at once, and then you have the adventurers. Send them into, I don't know, a rhino cage or something. See, but here's, here's the problem. If the rhinos have sort of free will and sentience of their own, and they're yes. choosing who to run over and who to let yes. live, then the whole situation of it being your choice goes out the window, doesn't it? Oh, no, no, they're not sentient. I, I, forgot, I forgot that. These rhinos have been mind-controlled by another sentient being to to ah. only ride on a single track. Oh. Okay. So they're not 30 to 50 feral rhinos, then. <laughs> We've gone so bad. We broke bad Point again. of order. All rhinos <laughs> are technically feral, right? Are they? I don't know. Or, like, or they can't like, be huh? considered feral because they've already been wild. Well, no. So yeah? something is feral when it was domesticated and it has been released into the there wild and then gone feral. Rhinos have never been domesticated. Uh, so they're just wild. So, Alfred, your entire premise is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, Alfred, here's what we're saying. So when there's you have f- 15 rhinos on a skateboard and it's hurtling towards three people, but the other rhino is your mother. What do you do? <laughs> Morals. Wait, is this my mother? Mother. Or Alfred's mother? Uh, yeah. Alfred my <laughs> Don't worry about it. So wh- Wait, so what am I choosing? Am I choosing to sacrifice multiple other rhinos to save my rhino mother? No, is that what Alfred, this situation Alfred, is? No, what do you Alfred, do? That's all, that's all you, you need to answer. Alfred, what do you on, do? Kai's on this. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> the on, clock's Alfred. ticking, Alfred. The rhino's coming. Uh, I don't know. Fall, fall to my knees. <laughs> I heard I heard a little twist that Alfred put on it, maybe subconsciously, but in his yeah. thing he just said, everyone in the scenario was a rhino, which oh, yeah, I yeah. love. Yeah. We I were mean, the rhinos what? all Teaching along. rhinos morality through philosophical <laughs> questions. <laughs> right. You're a rhino trying to teach rhinos how to do morality. What do you do? <laughs> There's also a trolley and a skateboard. I forgot. I forgot about both of those. <laughs> you have you. You are a rhino teaching other rhinos morality. You have one skateboard and one trolley. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I feel like this. Like if you did this to like your your D and D players, it's the equivalent of you know when you're too tired to come up with a puzzle room, and then you're just like, "There's five gems in the wall. How do you get to the next room?" And then you just let them do things long enough, and eventually you're like, "Yeah, that's the right answer." This feels like that, but mm-hmm. with morality. You are giving away top secret DM shit, is me. That's what we. We're not supposed to tell them that. Yeah, no. Sh- this is only <laughs> only DMs are allowed to listen to this podcast. It's fine. We all we're all we're all okay, in like yeah, yeah, a yeah. sacred bond. Uh, and if there are. <laughs> any outsiders then fuck them there is nothing more satisfying than f- your players thinking <laughs> oh, you had so a good. devious puzzle and you yeah. just let them make their own solution and then when they mess it up and they're like well how are we supposed to do it you go you'll never know and i'm like fuck if i knew either mate <laughs> whatever because <laughs> like while there's no right answer there are certainly wrong answers <laughs> uh where uh kai i think we were all 
Uh, I'd say so. Seems, seems Have likely. Have you done the whole morality in games things? The one thing I like try to avoid is the notion of the the big uh, like moral decision. You know, like the like the Green Goblin holds a, a, a trolley car full of people off one bridge and like Spider-Man's love interest for the week off the other and yeah. like now you have to choose like mm. th- those kind of moments i think are like eh, maybe every once in a while but they are very obvious and forced um and it's bad either way whichever you pick you know like See, I, I, I like I that of, either way <laughs> that makes me feel superior and i like the sort of like the mass effect or like telltale sort of choices that aren't really choices they're just like yeah who who do you like better um, I, I hate that. I think that that is um, not representative of it's hard, how... It's hard to approximate empathy and, like, a connection and, like, people say they'll do this or that in, in these philosophical discussions, but until you've been mm-hmm. face-to-face with a real trolley problem, like, yeah. you don't know. I think I think that's why tabletop role-playing in this space is so valuable. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. where else are you going to be able to worry over these choices over a believable timeline you know not in a movie not on a tv show like you meet these people every week and like their characters going down a dark ass road and it's like whoa i remember when uh my players had had a prisoner and one of the people was a jillian type you know power is great and so he stripped down this prisoner took all his weapons away and whenever he was tired of interrogating the guy, he just broke his neck in front of everyone. Ooh. And it was like stunned silence. And we wow. were all like, what? <laughs> like- and it's like that never would have really felt believable or meant anything in a short story, maybe. Mm-hmm. But in the context of this two season long campaign, it yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah, know, totally. It's a big deal. But yeah, I just feel <clears throat> like trying to construct choices for players. I think that's usually like, your players see through that most of the time. And they're like, they realize that this is the moral quandary that you put in the campaign because you listen to a podcast about moral quandaries and you remember that there were a thing you can do. And that that's okay. That's, that's, that can be fine. But um, I try to, I emphasize on try, uh, to make my games have consequence in them and not just for the things I decide have consequence, for everything that happens. And oh, try okay, to... so like... Sorry, like, morality isn't the choices that you make when... Like, the morality isn't a sum of, like, big choices. It's a sum of every single thing you do. And I'm getting very philosophical okay. now. But yeah, like, yes, I like... Yes, no, it's of, like, true. Sort of... And that's why, like, it takes a while to to find out the lever for your player. Exactly, like, yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with, like, getting my players to cry or laugh or whatever so like yeah. i spend months trying to find the lever the thing that'll make them break and mm. yeah yeah and so um i think my, my ultimately my advice is that there isn't a simple easy way to do it but you have to play with your players for a while and learn not only what the players are like but what these specific characters they're playing are like yeah. just sort of feel that I- out and get to the point where you can put them in those stressful uh, moments <laughs> where make them stressed make them a little unhappy yeah and there isn't necessarily like an answer that you know of let them come to their own come to their own decisions and and drive the game in their own path 
Yeah. And they let like, them make their own terrible, terrible mistakes. It, it, it's interesting that you, because you, you were talking about kind of big, obvious moral choices, like in games like Mass Effect. And that's kind of what I was, those are the things that I was thinking about mm. the most, like in the lead up to this. Because I, I played a lot of um, mm. The Outer Worlds um, recently, which is, so that's kind of my main touchstone. It's the same kind of um, deal as Fallout and Mass Effect, where you have like, it's an RPG, you, you, you encounter lots of characters and you make choices that are kind of yeah. like that Mass Effect style, Telltale style thing. But like I, I kind of like those that that kind of thing in D and D, and I actually like it probably more in D and D than in um, yeah RPG video games. Partly because you can bring in more of what you were talking about the the idea that like you know your morality is like your a, a string of mm. small choices and like everything you do. Because like I I don't know if people are okay with a spoiler for the first zone in the Outer Worlds. Uh, well, I mean, they they're gonna have to be. Yeah, I don't mind, and I guess now the audience <laughs> is fine with it. <laughs> Skip if. If you don't want it, then skip ahead <laughs> to 19 minutes and 30 seconds into the podcast. It's not a lot of spoiler, I guess, but because um, the the whole the whole setup of the Outer Worlds is that like corporate corporate control is like absolute, and like the corporations are sort of just like everything. Um, it's very it's a very kind of like anti capitalist message game, uh, although. Anyway, uh, there's like pe- there's a group of people who have like separated out from the this like cannery like village town, and they're like stealing like half of the power, and you have to decide where to root the power in order to like oh, free okay. up a thing that you can so that you yeah. can put power back into your spaceship, right? So then you have to so you have to decide: do I help the people in this town, or do I help the people who have separated and are trying to build yeah. like, a greenhouse, basically? And so, like, at that moment, you're kind of, you know, it, like, the setup is um, fun and contextual because it's like, yeah, there's lots of people living in this town. Um, but then again, these people, uh, and these people have, like, chosen to leave the town. So, like, you know, it doesn't mean that they should have the power. But the, the, it's, like, corporate control of this town. And so these people are doing some, uh, yeah. like, kind of pro-freedom, I guess. Then if you help them, they, they're, like, the person who leads that group of people basically is, like, if they flatly say, like, uh, it's a shame about how they're not going to have any power in that town anymore, um, but, you know, we're not going to let uh-huh. any of them come here <laughs> because they'll be, they'll be corporate sympathizers and we don't want them, like, diluting yeah. our people, right? So, like this like massively anti-immigration basically uh like weird weird opinion that this person has and that's based and that's the end of the quest and you cannot you, <laughs> nothing else happens there right and so that becomes a really frustrating uh big impact moral choice that you've made but you because you and it's frustrating because you can't like you can't explore anymore you can't resolve the new tensions that have been created just they just sort of now. sit there are you an employee of some agency? Like, it's not an open sandbox where you could come back and help fix it. It's like you're just on a track. Yeah, you're on a track. Um, you're like you're like a you basically you're a freelancer who's like woken up. You you've woken up in this um sector of the world from like deep sleep. Um, and like you don't really know what's going on. Uh, but the person who woke you up is like getting you to do like missions and help him mm. free other like that's deep hibernation fun. people. Yeah. Basically, I feel like I. I oh, that's the main. Oh, it's great. Yeah, if you guys don't know much about it, it's got really good like uh, representation, and yeah, it's like a good yeah yeah no, it's really good. I'm gonna check that the 
fuck out. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, the point that I was making is, yeah, I think it's, I think that those big, big, like obvious decisions become more fun in D&D because you can yeah. spend a lot more time dealing with the fallout and you can let players find creative solutions to those, like those problems that yes. are weirdly black and white in video games yeah, yeah and they can potentially not choose one of the two options you've thought of they yeah. might exactly. find a way to make it so that both camps get their power or they yeah. might fuck it up so bad that neither do That's, yeah. yes all or nothing baby i do i do really like because it's it's one of those like in Video games, that's always one of one of my, my least favorite things in because I, I love like moral decisions in video games. They're one of my favorite things. Uh but when there are two options and you as a human person person can be like, Okay, well I see a third option and I want that one and you just can't do <laughs> yeah. it. That just like gunks me up so bad. <laughs> like and, oh and roll was- on over to D D or RPGs right? and you can do it any day of the week, man. As long like, as the game's right? so cool. Which is cool. Like I think it would help, you know, there's not enough teaching of emotional intelligence in schools or like even mm. at homes a lot of time. Yeah. So like if if kids started playing the Steven Universe role playing game or whatever, I don't think there is one yet, <laughs> but whatever. There's like, a um there's a D D conversion for one that's pretty sure, yeah, it's, has, like, we, I, the... I wanna play it. But <laughs> anyway, play that shit kind of thing, it. a Mr. Rogers role playing game. Aww. Like you could use it to help people go through difficult scenarios and like how to be better. And you yeah. could also find out who the fucking sociopathic edgelords are and, and <laughs> get them some treatment. <laughs> When you're when you're in your nice Steven Universe game, you're like, "Wow, this problem can be solved with hugs." And they're like, "I punch them in the face." You're like, "Okay, Jimmy, it's time to have a little bit of therapy. Don't worry, it'll be cool." I break into a neighbor's house and steal a gun. Like, oh, you couldn't do that in a video Ooh. game, but you can. The in counselor, <laughs> the counselor is your new DM now. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I, I like the idea of I, this is my favorite part of Crit Chat, which is the part where we uh steal from other things which is all of D. uh the mm-hmm. idea of taking scenarios that were it that you liked from video games and tweaking them a little bit for D, shoving them in there and seeing what people do with them because that sounds that sounds yeah. fun to me i like that absolutely like it it's so it's so trivial to like lift those things and like translate them a little bit and then you've got like many sessions or like uh, i mean multiple sessions of like stuff right yeah yeah. So if we're stealing uh, big moral arcs or whatever from these different games or like elements, uh, what's one you would steal? Oh, you just took the the bitch right out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I don't, what, I don't know what that means at all. But the only things my mouth would say. So I guess we're here now. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I was I was thinking about like general moral choices in in games and which ones i liked and which ones i was like wow this was a hot garbage session but uh like and i feel like i should have come up with more because i play these games almost exclusively well, but the um, one that's just in my mind uh now because uh i'm playing the second one is the is life is strange and your kind of end decision there which again is again is anyone here sad about spoilers for life is strange the first game Nah. I'm I'm fine with it. Again, if you don't want spoilers on this, I guess skip ahead. To 26 minutes and 20 seconds. 
so yeah, essentially the yeah the end one is that you either you know s- save your girlfriend or save the town. And I got into a debate with our good friend Owen Piper about this decision uh, because he was like, "All right, oh. if anyone chooses Chloe over the town, then uh, you're dumbass idiots, and I will talk to you about this." And I was like, "Look, I think it was I can't. I'm going to attribute this wrong. I think, but I." I think it was, was it a Polygon video? It was not. Uh, I don't remember. But there, there was a video that someone put out. I'll put it in later if I remember. At this point, I deadass don't know if it exists. That was talking about how that is like one of the most interesting... How the, the, only, the, the interesting way to go about this is to save Chloe over the town. Because everyone, like, this mm-hmm. is, like, the ultimate Charlie problem thing of, you know, there's a yeah, group of, say, yeah, it's... it's a group of people on one track, and on the other track, it's one person you care about. What do you do? And everyone knows the correct answer. Like, the correct answer is you kill the one person to save the many, because that's how I, life works. Couldn't I just go back in time and, and save everyone? No, it's a whole thing, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's a whole thing. Because you can go back in time in that game, right? The, like, it sounds like, like the, the important thing. thing is is the choice. And but there's no choice if I can just go back in time and do it again. No, but the, yeah, the, 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 okay, the, the, we need to we need to establish For the context this, uh, of this conversation. The important okay. thing is the choice. <laughs> but yeah. the the your your the time the time rewind power like has limitations yeah. and like you can't you use it that much. Yeah, uh, by so, that but, point, like it's too late. And especially too late just to be able to rewind. Wait till I get it back again in the second game because they make a second game and they get uh, time The second back. game is uh, different characters. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, okay, um, never mind then. <laughs> Stop I stand being meta. defeated. I stand, yeah. Now we're done. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> essentially like it was a cool, I don't know, I think I think it was like a really cool thing because like, yeah, in most media, not, not games that you have to make decisions in, but in most like media, like the hero of the story, if they're in a situation like this, then they have to sacrifice something they, they love to, you know, save a bunch of people because that's the way that the hero does it. But in this game, you could just be like, fuck that. I didn't ask for this in the first place. The world is punishing me for a thing that the world did to me in the first place. Eat my whole ass world. I'm going to save my stupid girlfriend instead of this garbage town. Like, that's so good. It's so choice. (laughs) Now, in order for that to be a, uh... a, a good choice is... If the girlfriend is pretty awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. If you're, right? if, if it's a trash girlfriend, then who gives a shit? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. The show has to sell you that or the video game or the or the role playing game. Yeah, in yeah, person, yeah, yeah. Which means you have to play your friend's girlfriend. I mean, I've done it <laughs> in before. DD, yeah, that's true. I've made my friends <laughs> yeah. fall in love with me and it was a heartbreaking <laughs> How time How many of your all? players have you mind fucked? <laughs> Uh, okay, oh, I'm glad that you put the word mind in there because the either answer is kind of- <laughs> I don't want to know about the other thing. <laughs> uh, that's for, for the best. Uh, my therapist didn't like the answer either. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so like, yeah, uh, play, play your friend's partners. It's, it's a fun part of the game. It's good. Though I, at one time I was doing that and I got real world mad because they they dumped uh, my, my NPC for someone else and I was like, <gasps> oh, oh no. Um, I don't think so. And so she's now a villain and is going to kill them all. So that's good. (laughs) You 
shift your own <laughs> game and then got a rad supervillain. Wait, wait, is, is my were they dumped for another NPC though? No, they were dumped for one of the player characters. And I was oh, like, no, that's, that's, a oh, no, that's it. Oh. That's, right, that's actually you being dumped. That's, that's not that's choosing between me and me. With... That's choosing between me and another person. I'm like, wow, I'd entirely fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> the only way that's cool is if the players <laughs> fall in love in real life. Otherwise, that's just that's just wrong. Jeff, Jeff, they did. <laughs> they, they, they really, I'm not they gonna did? lie, they super did. Yeah, they're living. Oh the- shit! <laughs> we should have like a horn whenever a, a D and D happy God. story happens. <laughs> oh God, D and D, you make some magical <laughs> shit happen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh god I had nothing to do with morality but it was good it's a good, I'm glad the story's god there I, I, I want to I want to dump my friend my, my GM and then meet my life partner through D&D god damn it oh guys ooh, wait have we have we pitched D&D speed dating before because I feel like I'm we should I'm sure we have. I'm I think sure. this is I'm, like one of the, this must be like a single seems... digit episode that we oh, talked yeah, about. Oh, yeah, So yeah. familiar, you know? Right. It's Wait, is it familiar. where like you're a DM for 10 minutes and then switch? Like. Or would it be in know. character speed dating? See, like your characters are speed dating as the setup for a campaign? This is why I don't, I think we've not talked about it. I because mean, we did not talk about these logistics. Or is it just speed dating where you just play D&D while you're there? See, I would I would like speed dating where you just play D&D. Like, okay. That doesn't sound very fast, though, is all. Well, okay, not right, speed Right, you'd dating. have to speed it up to a point where it's not really D&D anymore. I'm supposed to be helping plan a thing like this, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, long-term Isn't term that just dating. dating? Yeah. That's just dating. That's my shit. But I feel like for <laughs> part of it, a DM is there, so it's kind of think like... I think that's just dating people you play D&D with. You know Which sounds what? rad, but like... Yeah, but how... Okay, we live in a can, capitalist society. Can we How do we that? monetize that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes! yeah, yeah. I need to profit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the profit horn. <laughs> the profit horn. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, now I need to find like... Oh, no, I, I thought I was going to need to get two different sound effects, but you've already provided at least one, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Interlay like a ka-ching sort of sound over it or uh, something. ka-ching you know? would be pretty good. Okay, know. what if I blend a yeah. ka-ching with the wow? Maybe drop in a second of Pink Floyd's yes, money. Exactly. I'm dropping one I'll second of Pink Floyd's here. money. <laughs> this episode is going to take me 500 years to edit. <laughs> <laughs> We also need so we and the other one is uh, the oh yeah happy story happy ending yeah form, like right? the, good, is that uh, yeah. What was it? Positive. But, happy uh, D&D story, I think. Yeah, like happy good D&D story. Like- Wait, I've got one. Yes. Maybe have everybody who's ever hosted do one. This is mine. Oh, joy. Oh, God. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, obviously, I, I thought that it was magical and whimsical and didn't make me retreat within myself. It wasn't very horn-like. Um, it was delightful. But not a horn, so it's a no from me. Okay, okay well, Kai, so the, you do better the whole now. sound effect has to be just a horn. Couldn't it be a melange it could of be different a, it, sounds? I'm going to assume yes. that I'm going to smush all of these together in one, so in the end it will sound like irreversible nonsense. <laughs> but, but, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah, It'll be gonna... some Cthulhu ass irredeemable <laughs> hell noise. Yeah, like you, you, by by smush it together, you just mean you play all of them yeah, at the yeah, same that, time. Like, yeah. um, sorry, yeah. Alfred, I'm an audio editor. I know what the technical word is. It's smush. <laughs> I went to university for this. They taught me how to smush real good. 
<laughs> I've got a BA in smushing. <laughs> I got a BS in smashing. Oh, oh no. boy. See, I flipped it a little. Uh, sorry, well, really quick, Kai. We need we need your wholesome horn no- noise. I don't like what I said, but uh. <laughs> uh, Kai, show us your wholesome toot. horn. What was, was that it? Toot toot. <laughs> oh, horns. toot. Horns go toot. I like that. I like you know, toot toot. <laughs> I like toot toot. Yeah. You know what? It's to the point. It's toot toot yeah. the point. Ha ha. <laughs> you it? did it. I did it. Would you prefer a doot? I might I'll prefer a doot. Can we hear a doot just for comparison? All right, hang on. Thank hang you. On, here we go. Ready? Yes. Doot. <laughs> doot. Doot. <laughs> I did really like the doot. <laughs> <laughs> it was better, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was strong. Like, I think so. Strong. Like, sometimes Getting you just have to take a second pass. Oh, it was so good. Uh, Alfred, what's your wholesome horn noise? Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> <gasps> oh, oh no, that was, a, that, that was definitely like a tech theme. Wait, I is really that like Dell or something? <laughs> I like that so much. I don't know why. Like that, that was very nice. It's the knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's like Intel or something, right? Is it Intel? Oh, it might. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that to... is Intel. <laughs> we might get copyright strike, but if we smush all the other things on top of it, we should be fine. Mm-hmm. It's fair use. <laughs> it's fair. And we're also sponsored by Il. Intel we are or DuPont. Also or sponsored that is. by Intel or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> they can either pay us to sponsor us or pay us to cease and desist. I don't know. <laughs> we would like you to say the actual name of the company, though. Just, you know, in the future. That would be preferable, but meh. Uh, we're, we're, we're at like 20 minutes until the end. I forgot what the topic is. Moral decisions. Uh, well, oh, yeah, be- the other. Before we go on, Ismay. What? We need to hear your, like, oh, happy, yeah, happy shit. horn. Oh. I, I participate you know? too. Oh. Wait. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, was that it? No, no, no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the mind space, Kai. <sighs> okay, okay. Wow. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the was, rare was... meow horn. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, it's a just sleepy like, cat just, horn. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wholesome. It's good. That's awesome. It was awesome. That's good. That, that works, you, definitely. Like, so now you just uh, got to smush those together and we'll I just have... smush them together and then we'll see what comes from it. And so like, we'll, yeah. we'll hear that, good. I guess, now. Doot, doot. Ah, beautiful. Right. Uh, I love it. Ah, f- fucking beautiful. I've never heard such a delightful sound in my life. I especially like the doot, doot parts. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again to Jeff for coming on, and hope that he enjoyed hanging with uh, the crew. If you want to hear more from Jeff, uh, you stick around to the end, and he will be giving you some plugs for where else you can find him, as well as where else you can find all of the other crit chatters on this lovely episode. But for now, let's do all of the social media stuff. It's my favorite bit. Uh, we have to talk about... All of our social medias, like our Facebook, where you can find us at facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, or on twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat, or you can find our Discord down in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we are a word of mouth podcast. Uh, no one uh, knows that we are here, uh, but they might know that we're here if you tell them more about us. So yeah, let other people know that we're here. It helps us be heard by more folk, uh, which is a radical and cool and radical time. 
And we want the little Crit Chat family to expand a little bit bigger. If there's anyone in your life that you think would enjoy the show, tell them about it. And or you could also go, you could always go to our social medias and share us around from there. Uh, we sometimes put clips out on our little YouTube channel. So if you like those, you can share those as well and be like, hey, here's a little clip from a show. Listen to the whole thing. It'll only get better from there. That's that's your thing. That's what you do now. Thank you. It has been a long time since I remember to do uh, Twitter shoutouts because uh, I'm a hopeless garbage boy. Uh, but we're back now. So a big shout out to at Zen Iron Man. Thank you very much for for spreading the good word of Crit Chat and suggesting it to other folk. It really helps us out. And you've been seen and... That sounded a lot more sinister than I wanted it to. But thank you very much. Uh, everything is very, very appreciated. You sweet angel. Uh, if you want to help us out in a money's way instead of a word of mouth way, or as well as a word of mouth way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, and donate at a whole bunch of different levels. You get different rewards, different levels. Uh, but anything, even uh, like a dollar a month goes a long, long way because we have to put this up on websites and everything and keep keep the doors open and the computers running and all that jam. So yeah, any, any, as much or as little as you're able to do, that would help us out so very much over at our patreon.com slash crit chat. You can also find the links to all of this stuff and more if you head over to our uh, new website that we have, uh, which is critchatpodcast.com. It'll show you all of the things that we got going on. It'll show you all the links to everything everywhere. Uh, and it'll tell you a little bit more about the people. I'm working on like a little database of all the people that are normally on Crit Chat. Uh, but it's taking a while because I'm lazy and it's just, it's like a lot of work. So like get off my butt. Uh, but yeah, you go over, go over there at critchatpodcast.com to hear more about that. If you do not know, we also have another podcast that a bunch of us do. Uh, it is Half Damage is an actual play podcast. So if you like some actual play D&D podcasts and you like us, Perfect combination, baby! It's over at Half Damage, anywhere that you find podcasts. It's going through Curse of Strahd, but with a big reality TV show twist, it is getting uh, very emotions-y. I was very, very emotional in the last one that we recorded. So yeah, go over and check that out and see what we're up to over there. I'll let you get back to the show now. Hope that you're enjoying, and I will see you later, nerds! Uh... Yeah, okay, we were on oh, uh, moral choices in games and media. Like, what? yeah, what What other ones would be kind of good ones to, to mash into into the D&D? Or, like, what other ones are, like, I was thinking, ones? Yeah. I was thinking, like, this is a choice that didn't work in the game it was from. Uh-huh. Um, I was thinking of the Civil War in Skyrim. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Because you have these two um, garbage. political ideologies. Gar- garbage, There's, garbage people. The, there is the... Um, the Empire, who represents order and the past and traditions and stability. And you have the Stormcloaks, who represent freedom for a particular racial group. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. Um, yeah. And, and, of course, and, of course, the, there is no resolution where they can um, uh, resolve no. this peacefully um, in, in Skyrim. They can have a temporary alliance to just not fight until you deal with the dragons. So yeah. I guess you can create peace in like, Skyrim by kind of, yeah. making them do that and they're just not finishing the Never main quest. Never doing the main thing. That's yeah. good. Peace but then, by apathy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at that point, though, Skyrim sort of gets infested with dragons, so that's not good either. Uh, so um, ideal scenario. No po- <laughs> no political factions, just dragons. So far, all, all positives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, my point is um, there's never really any consequences uh, to your choices in the game Skyrim because mm-hmm. the only real uh, choice that happens is 
you do basically the same kind of quests no matter which side you pick. It just depends yeah. which soldiers you're fighting. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the end, you storm the the opposing capital and kill the leader. And then yeah. you change what kind of guards patrol the empire uh, patrol Skyrim. Um, yeah. But I think you could do a lot more. You could like make a whole campaign in a role playing game that revolves around this. Um, and the first couple of levels could you could you be being neutral and choosing where you want to stake your claim in this war? Like who do you yeah. back, if anybody, or do you try to remain neutral? for as long as possible and maybe that is more difficult than picking a side you know i think critical role is doing a, uh, a campaign that's sort oh. of along those lines oh yeah the current, the the current season those, is all about a big yeah for those for oh. those keeping up with that it, it does have a similar vibe now that i'm sort of thinking about it and saying it out loud and yeah. it's pretty cool so yeah uh, uh, yeah as you were saying like the the efficacy of it in skyrim is debatable uh just because both sides fucking suck, uh, but <laughs> I like I, I do I do like that in, in a way it's it's what would be good for a moral decision in the game of like there isn't a right answer like it's in in the game of Skyrim. S- sorry to anyone outside of Britain or who doesn't keep up with British politics. It's essentially like choosing between the Tories and the Brexit party, which is not great because one of them is just like an imperialistic bastard and the other is a racist bastard. So like, it's not great. Mm. But like, if, if you had like, I, I like that kind of having to make a choice between these two kind of factions, even though neither one is really ideal like there's not like yeah. a complete right answer because some people are going to suffer no matter what and you just have to fucking figure it out or find a third way who knows yeah and i think you could definitely like have a campaign set sort of just like because these factions are warring you could take inspiration maybe from um the american revolution the whole notion of uh, join or die which a lot of the time meant you join our army or we come to your village and kill you oh radical <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of um, reinterpretation of that, um, that sort of phrasing as join our army or the British will kill you, but that's really not how it went down in history. (laughs) Oh, man, I never took it that way. Maybe I had a different education. It was always dark. Like, at least where I was taught, like, they did not try to hide American genocide like That's good. (laughs) But it seems like the Texas school book system took over and then... And then kind of smoothed it over. <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, you know that? This choosing between Tories and bigots thing you said is really yeah. important to me because in my games, yeah. there's always bad people like off in the distance doing their bad stuff. And it's mm-hmm. up to the players to decide, do they want to get involved in that game yeah. or do they want to help people or like live a normal life? And because I think most listeners, at least because I do a podcast, like can't relate to being in government or being a spy or being a soldier or whatever or a general but they can if a person who's in the same general class as them like same working person pretending to be this great individual like i think it 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 relates yeah in a much deeper way than other media even these rpg video games that we like so much you said that it's such like uh, these old video games i've heard so much about <laughs> kind of way <laughs> like these new fangled uh, automated <sighs> games i feel bad cuz i'm not caught up cuz when i started writing more i stopped playing video games so oh, i feel bad whenever yeah. the subject comes up like i'm not hip anymore <laughs> I'm not hip. 
Not hip to the video games. <laughs> Not hip and square to the but, video games. But uh, <laughs> I did mention genocide, and I feel like genocide yes. is a really dark, difficult subject, but every sci-fi show has to touch on it. I just watched mm-hmm. this uh, uh, Deep Space Nine episode where they kind of had to decide over one person or 8,000. Like, it, it's a thing that has happened that maybe will continue to happen. Hopefully not, whatever. <laughs> like... Um, Classic whatever but on as, as moral decisions go, that shit is up there in terms of importance yeah. and like size and scope. I wonder if y'all have ever tackled that in your games. I have it just because it just like like I, not that I've not like put like moral decisions in games, but that that just like crosses the line of like so much of a fucking bummer for me that I'm like I try to play fun yes. games a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, the closest we've ever come is in fucking Half Damage, where one of the characters wants to kill werewolves a lot, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just really hate werewolves. I just really super hate werewolves, and that's it. Uh, Like, that's a level I can deal with. Like, anything more than that, I'm just like, no, this is a massive bummer, and I'd rather be doing not that. And a lot of, uh, sort of, like, uh, D&D has, like, the capacity to... Like just just the standard story of like your adventures, you go out and you kill monsters and stuff. That has a genocidal quality to it, but like a lot of those monsters are so irredeemable because they are either literally already dead, or they're from the night hells and stuff like that. So it's sort of it's an odd sort of place where it sort of makes this sort of yeah discrimination against kind okay because the laws of this world work that way. Yeah, like it's um, a it's a fictional setting that justifies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people are people are good enough at telling apart fiction that like that's okay, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it does come up, I guess, is my point. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? Everybody who's played D anD D has probably come across a, a situation where they heard about one happen, or somebody wanted oh, to do yeah. one. Or, I mean, Star Wars. It's everywhere. And (laughs) for me, every moral thing you put in a game should come with the question, why am I doing it? Mm. What is Mm -hmm. the point, you know? Yeah. And uh, I would suggest that every DM answer those questions before they drop in something super heavy like the death of a partner or, you know, I mean, just think of the moral stuff we put our players through. Yeah. Um, And I think you know them well enough. You know, that they'll be okay with it, you know, stuff like that. And I think if you're a player and you can tell that your DM is wanting to take a game in this kind of direction, creating these Mm -hmm. um, intense moral decisions, um, definitely think about that and think about how how much you want to participate uh, in that. Um, and if you, and of course, if you don't, and that's okay, if you just want to have like the sort of like really casual experience talk to your dm about that yeah i i'm a big advocate of i mean like a a lot of dms are not like this and that's completely fine too um but i i'm very much in the party of uh allowing if people are very uncomfortable with the character deaths or like deaths of people that are important to the characters it's D and D and magic exists, so you, it can just kind of unhappen in magic ways. Like you know, like <laughs> some people are like really attached to their characters, and while while like I think that character deaths are like really important in games, if someone is very attached to their character and they're like, I'm genuinely not ready to let this character go, I'm very like, meh, whatever, cool, character's back, I guess, losers. What are we doing? Yeah, fucking fight me. And as much as we talk about consequences, like if you don't want to do that, like yeah. you don't want to like have to worry about consequences, don't do that. Just like right, <laughs> have a silly fun time. 
like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like moral, make, making moral decisions in games or like making your characters make moral decisions in games is really interesting and really like fun and I think it adds a lot to the game but at the same time if you're just like I kind of want to do like a silly goof em up I don't want to decide the fate of the world right now it's like alright beach adventure time losers off we go yeah I mean it's it's stressful <laughs> and that's partly why I like it but it is genuinely yeah. stressful so yeah, yeah. Mm. if you're a cautious like kind person any improv should feel a little uneasy or whatever, like, because you're dealing mm-hmm. with real stuff that people really deal with, like trauma or, or yeah. fear of any sort. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's always good before you do anything this, I don't know, dangerous maybe isn't the right word, but like unsteady. Yeah. Make sure that everybody's, you know, into it and, and you're mm. you're capable of giving it the gravity it deserves Mm -hmm. because what's the point of running 15 rhinos into somebody (laughs) if they didn't deserve it or whatever the trolley question fucking funny (laughs) it's funny 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 funny. funny. (laughs) it's freaking hilarious have you ever done before fucking funny as shit mate what are you talking about Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's all it's all very interesting. Like it's, I think you want to be like when the, the the heavier the topic you're you're dealing with, I think the more you want to think about whether or not you want to bring randomness into what's happening. Uh, it's like you were saying mm-hmm. about like like saying that yeah. you can like undo player death if, if yeah. like, a player is not done with that character. That's that's totally fair. I think that you know it, the, when you get into these situations, I think randomness is a really good way to resolve a lot of things because of how you can't tell how people how how things will go i think just like acknowledge that there's more weight to the situation and like start for instance making sure that everyone is okay with the results of the role right like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a big role in like a like a big dice roll to decide what like to see what's happening um in a high stakes situation do it in the open and um before you roll make sure that everyone's okay with either outcome like you can slow you can slow way down in moments like that uh, and like yeah. actually and if people aren't okay like if, if you're like rolling a death save and uh, and like someone's like i'm not really okay with my character down, then just don't roll it um i, yeah, I would say like, oh. rather than undoing the roll oh, i love this and as dms especially if we're in the room we can see and feel how the players are feeling and then yeah. also we have modern safety tools now so that the player like say we're right up like you're talking about to this emotional climax and we get a yellow card or whatever whatever tool somebody uses and like we go okay and think about this every good book with a death that turns out the player doesn't actually die there's like this long slow like huh here's what happened yesterday like you can take as long as you want in that moment yeah yeah to like weigh the gravity of it to decide against it and yeah taking randomness out of it and making it the player's choice is kind of cool yeah uh i like all that like they're the main characters in this story you don't kill off the main character in a story like unless unless you have other characters like or like it's important to to everyone you know like that's like the way to go yeah but i'm the world's biggest uh wussy dm so (laughs) i mean you've met me right like hi (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now got competition in this but i will kill tons and tons and tons of npcs i just wanted to oh yeah kill your there. npcs fuck it <laughs> uh yeah we go up to wrap up this this ding dang thing now 
And yeah, we are going to go over go over everyone's plugs and stuff. Uh, Alfred, do you want to start us off? Uh, sure. I, I stream on I stream on Twitch if you ever want to come and talk to me about D&D or anything else. Hell yeah. Um, I'm always on on Sundays with Ismi as well. Hey. Farm, uh, Study Valley, which is... Competitive farm friends. <laughs> and yeah, I'll, and I do like a variety of like other creative things. I want to do more D&D, like maybe writing mod- modules or something. That'd be fun. Where, where can you find that, Alfred? Uh, that's twitch.tv slash pennyblue. Thank you. <laughs> slash what? Penny okay. blue. <laughs> we got there. It's good. Uh, Kai, what do you have for us? Uh, I do another podcast with my uh, brother, and it's called Brothers in Time. It's a Doctor Who fan cast, and we talk all things Doctor Who and some other stuff as well. But uh, we, we're mostly stay on topic. Um, but yeah, if you like uh, a silly kind of podcast with the same kind of energy as Crit Chat, um, <laughs> you'd be sure to check it out. And you can find uh, it at Brothers in Time, wherever podcasts exist. The only difference, though, is that Kai is like the eviler, evilest twin on that one. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm he's kind the of, evilest he's hard twin? on his bro. I'm kind of mean to him. I, 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 I should be nice. So. No way. You are the- <laughs> Kai is the evilest oh, twin. Oh, it's a really God funny show. It. I love it. <laughs> this will be the part where I'd um, talk about uh, Shadow Worlds and the rest of the Sinister Parent Company, but I think I'm going to hand that over to Jeff. Uh, I think maybe, maybe we got someone oh. else. Uh, Jeff, what do you have for us for plugs? Uh, yeah, I'm Jeff Richardson. You can find me on Twitter at El Jefe Tacoma. As far as I have like a bunch of other podcasts, but um, Kai was, was one of the earliest people to... Uh, I found him on the internet, you know, through Mid Bim Bambinos. Nice. And uh, his character just took our whole game and podcast and system and everything and just brought it into this new world. And it's smarter and it's cooler. I just want to thank Kai Aww. for all the work you do. And thanks for, thanks for uh, hooking me up with this awesome show. I love these people. And, and, uh, yeah. Thank you. Shattered Worlds RPG. Listen to it. And Sinister Parent Company is our network, and we have a bunch of other shows. Find that on Twitter at Sin Parent Co. That's it. I like that it re- reduces down to just Sin. Right? <laughs> That's sin very parent. good. It's I very like good. That. Sin Parent, baby. For me, you can find me over at A Teacup Gamer at like everywhere. Like everywhere you can find me at A Teacup Gamer uh, over on Twitter. Uh, also over on Twitch. I stream pretty much every day now because of the old loss of the Jabberoonie. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, you can catch me there. Uh, Alpha would say, yeah, every Sunday we do do some farm friends and then most of the other days i just play other cool games that i want to play uh and i also do meal prep a lot of the time because i've <laughs> lost control of my life uh so yeah f- find me over on twitch at at cup gamer uh you can also find crit chat over on itunes by searching crit chat and podcast and leave us a five star review for this five star show or find us on all the best podcast apps every other saturday until then I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Kai. I've been and will continue to be Jeff. I'm sad that we're all now past tense, but you've been listening to Great Chat. See you later, nerds. You're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> no! I missed my chance to declare my existence. I wasn't doing much with it anyway. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>